Well, hey, we are uh, finishing off the last week in our series uh, during the time in December. The series we're doing is called Gifts, and our pastor led this series off. In week one, we talked about what God has given to us. Last week, we talked about what we can give to God, and uh, this week, we're going to talk about what we can give to others. But before we do, I think it's so important to give honor where honor is due. We have some amazing lead pastors, Pastor Mike and Miss Don Benson. We love you. Our church loves you. Thank you for leading us in authenticity and love and character and solid word. Uh, we are just spoiled and blessed. Now, just so you guys know, I mean, that was genuine from the heart, but he is my boss and my father-in-law, and I know how to stay in the will, so... We're going to talk about what we can give to others. Notice I didn't say what we can get from others. Everybody say, oh, man. (laughs) We know getting things from other people is a lot of fun. Now, we're going to practice giving right now. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have you give a compliment to somebody. And uh, I'm going to give you instructions on how to give this compliment. They're going to pop up on the screen, okay? Are you guys ready to give a good compliment? We've got to practice giving. Are you ready? Okay, one, two, three point. Okay, point and stay frozen. Don't move. Point and stay frozen. Point and stay frozen. Everyone's looking at you. And if you didn't point, keep your hand down. Okay, now here's just, you better be pointing at the person who's in their Christmas best today. And if it is a beautiful lady, I hope it's your wife. All right? Okay, now here's the deal. I have to admit, I got to be transparent today. Giving gifts is not my greatest strength during the holidays. In fact, my wife does all of the Christmas shopping. Thank you, baby. Um, But um, here's the deal. Here's me um, thinking about getting my gift for you this Christmas still. Because I'm just not very good at it. And, and by the way, I am the guy, yeah, I'm the guy who um, gives gift cards for Christmas. And some people think that that's not very genuine, but I've never had anybody return a gift card. <laughs> Pastor's giving me an amen. I, I'm, I'm wondering, Pastor, maybe you like to give gift cards too. So um, here's, the, here's the next thing. Some of you guys absolutely love to give gifts during Christmas time and your porch looks like this. Um, sometimes before Christmas and the weeks before. And, uh, yeah. and I, here's what I hope for you. I really hope that you get a really big Christmas bonus or maybe you have been saving all year for Christmas. Listen, if you have not, we're going to help you out. And so if you would just text this number. That, I, I know. Text help me. To, and, and it's legitimately real. We're going to send you information to Dave's Ram, Dave Ramsey's envelope system. So he will help you save money so that next year during Christmas, you don't mess up your bank account. And then lastly today, the last of the Christmas shenanigans. Um, if this is you right here, <gasps> please stop. Because so many boys and girls are not going to get their Christmas present because you came and took it off of our porch. Now, by the way, this is a real person, and I am sorry if you were in the room and I have put you on blast, but really, please stop, and this would never happen to you. All right, laughter is good for the heart, amen? It is. It is so good for the heart. It's good to laugh. By the way, we're talking about joy today, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Listen, uh, our kids did an incredible job sharing the Christmas story. I won't reread it today, but... Today, we're going to zoom in on Luke chapter 2, verse 10. And here's what it says. It says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. 
We're going to talk briefly today of what we can give during this Christmas season. Before I do, I just want to mention this, that the things we're going to talk about giving today, they're not man-made things. They're not things that we can give on our own. They're actually Christ-made things to give. So here we go. What can we give to others? Well, number one, we can give a joyful experience. Somebody say joy. Joy. How many of you love a joyful experience? How many of you love going to a dinner party and there's no joy there? How many love hanging out with your spouse and there's no joy there? Although yesterday my wife and I were hanging out and I was like, babe, this is as good as it's going to get right here. Me and you, baby. Our, our daughter is out, was outside playing yesterday. I'm like, there's going to be a day where she's never here because she's going to go off to college and it's going to be just me and you. I said, are you having fun yet? <laughs> well, here's the deal about a joyful experience. We love them. Um, we're here today, in fact, because we like to gather with our friends and our loved ones and have a joyful experience. What would happen in our homes or let's say in homes all around the world if we brought the joyful experience into our homes? And I know so many of you do, but I think one of the things that we have learned this year in 2020 is that we need more than a Sunday morning Jesus in our world. How many would agree with that? Jesus, in fact, didn't come and die on this earth just to be your Sunday morning God or my Sunday morning God. He wanted to be our everyday helper, our everyday friend, the somebody who was in charge of bringing joy to you and I every day. Why? Why does he want to bring us joy? So that we can, somebody say, give Give the joyful experience. That's truly what it is all about. So let's make sure during the holidays that we're just not having joy in the large gathering, but we really allow joy to come into our home. Did you know that you and I, we can actually contribute to the joyful experience? Even those of you who are like, joy is not just my thing. And I know that's like a real thing. You know, some people might get around people like me or pastor or, you know, some, you know, just the hype people, the people who just like to be excited all the time. And they're like, that's just not me. But you don't have to do all that to be a person of joy. How many know that? Joy is just about having a sparkle in your eye. That's it. And I want to help you out today. Here's the deal. God wants us to experience joy this season. And I know that in the midst of the type of year we had, here's what he's not asking you to do. He's not asking you to fake it. He's not asking you to drown and, and forget about all the realities of 2020 and maybe even right now. He's not asking you to forget about some of the health challenges and the political challenges that we've had in our world. He's not asking you to do any of those things. But in the midst of those things, here's what God is asking us to do. Perhaps would we open our heart and say, God, I'm willing for you to use me in bringing a joyful experience to somebody. I'm open. Because he knows the joy that people need can't be manufactured by us. It truly has to be his joy through us. How many of you know that the people of our earth, they can sure use some joy right now? And I don't know about you, but I would love for God, by his grace, to use me to bring that kind of joyful experience to somebody. Here's what we can do. Let the sparkle in our eyes. That's all we need to do to spread joy. Let the sparkle in our eyes. And here's the deal. If, if you don't have sparkle in your eye, here's how you can get it. Notice the sparkle in someone else's eye. And just say, God, I'm open to experience your and your joy. I mean, when people are opening presents, just look, just look around you because it's so amazing. We can miss the joyful experience just simply because we're not looking for it. But you would be surprised at what you would find that's sitting right around you if you would just pause and just 
Look into someone's eyes. Watch them open a present. Watch your kids open a present or a grandkid or your parents or, or maybe even watch a gift giver. Look at their eyes when somebody opens the gift that they took so much time thinking about and preparing. Let the joy inside of us. Now, here's the deal. God can restore our joy in beautiful moments just like that. And I want you to know that if you've been struggling to experience joy, that it's not too late for you to have a joyful experience this Christmas. Now, at the Benson Sansevierino Christmas, now, we we gather with the Bensons during the holidays. Notice I said Benson first, Sansevierino second. I know my place, it's okay. Every year, as as a matter of fact, when we eat around the table, like, I don't know how this happens, but he's on one end of the table and I'm on the other, and every year I remind him, I know I'm at the tail, okay? Just so you know, I know I'm sitting at the tail, I know that's the head, and let's just get that out right off the bat. But at the Benson Sansevierino Christmas, we have a ton of fun, and you know what we do to share the, the joy experience. We make food for each other. How many of you like to make food for somebody? And, and it's even more fun when you make food that somebody likes. No cook likes to cook something and it'd be a dud, you know. So I have to be really careful. I'm a Cali boy and there's all kinds of flavor up in my stuff and not everybody appreciates my flavor. So I got to hold a little, little back for the Bensons can handle everything that I got sometimes. But we love to share the joyful experience together. And you know what else we love to do? There is the Benson Variety Show every Christmas at the home. And, and I got to tell you, I actually texted everybody last year because I don't know why. I feel like it's usually one of the grandkids or me. We're always like forced up first. Did I say forced? We're, we're always encouraged to come up first and perform. So I just sent everybody a text last week and I said, guys, get ready for the Benson Variety Show because it is going down this year. And we always have them come up and, and we have them uh, come and, and do their favorite song. And I got to tell you, they never disappoint. They, they bring the heat pretty good. Here's how also we like to have fun together. Miss Dawn loves to buy everybody matching outfits and we look like this. Now, here's the thing. The ladies have a lot more fun at this than the guys do. And I know you can't tell because the guys, when we bring it though, we bring our A game. We bring 110% for the five seconds it takes to shoot that picture. And about five seconds later, Pawpaw's back on the lazy boy and I'm back in my chair. (laughs) Now, I want you to know that you can have a variety show too. Just grab some YouTube, get a speaker, put karaoke and then put your favorite Christmas song and just have your friends sing along with you. It's really easy to have a family variety show. Now, um, check this out. We're talking about how we can give gifts. We talked about giving a joyful experience. Here's the next thing we can give. We can give a peaceful experience. Somebody say peace. Peace. Now, somebody breathe and say peace. Peace. Isn't that nice? Doesn't that feel so nice? Peace is a really powerful thing. In fact, it's not man-made. It's a God thing. Our story says that peace is gonna come to this earth when the good news comes. The good news is Jesus, by the way. And there's a little caveat that the scripture says here. It says this, peace on earth to those whom his favor rests on. So whoever's favor God's rests on and shines on, his peace comes to that person. Now, I know some of you get a little nervous because you may be thinking, "Uh uh-oh, That guy out there doesn't know what I've experienced. He doesn't know what I've done. He doesn't know the hangups that I have. He doesn't know some of the family trauma that I've experienced or the drama that I'm experiencing right now. God's favor surely doesn't rest on me. Well, here's what I say to you. I might not know the things that you have been through, but I know my trauma, my drama, my hangups. 
and his peace has come for those things. So I know his peace will come for yours too. The kind of peace that God can give is the kind of peace that can heal somebody from any addiction. It can heal somebody from any hangup or any traumatic pain that you have experienced in your life, whether it's been in your childhood or in the, your adulthood. Is that even a thing? Do we even say adulthood? Can I, is that a word, Landon? Landon's our official wordsmith. That's a word, okay. It's the kind of peace that can disarm us when we're interacting with other humans and actually see each other as equal. We can interact with this kind of peace and see somebody as worthy of honor. See somebody as worthy of the highest respect. In fact, God sees people this way. Sometimes we don't. Many times we don't. But he loves people and thinks they're so worthy that he actually sent his son to die for them. You know, the Bible actually says this. It says that his favor can rest on anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord. You know, that's what's so amazing about the good news of the story of Christmas is because he has come to bring joy and peace to anybody who's open to receive him. That's really the good news of Christmas. And I don't know about you, but when I look around in the world today, I can see that people are hungry for a peaceful experience, aren't you? How many of you could use a little more peace in your world right now? I could. Now, here's a couple practical things we can do to give a peaceful experience, of course, with God's help. This Christmas, as we're gathering, whether it's a large gathering or a small gathering or we're gathering around FaceTime, here's what we can do. We can bring a peaceful experience by bringing a non-anxious presence to the table. How many of you know that's hard to do? I mean, we might need to like sit in our car for a couple minutes because <laughs> you all know how it is. You pull up to that family member's house to celebrate Christmas and Lord knows everything has gone wrong before you got there and you, you forgot that one present and, and the food is hot and it's spilled on your wife's shoes and, and, and everyone's just anxious. So just like pause and just say, Lord, we thank you for your peace <laughs> and we thank you that we're gonna have an amazing time together. But when we give a non-anxious presence, it just disarms everything and it just changes everything. Did you know that when we have a non-anxious presence, it says to people, it's so powerful, it disarms everybody. It says to people, I'm for you, I love you everything's going to be okay. You don't have to say any of those things, but just your presence can do and say all those things. It can help somebody who is truly thinking and believing that life is not okay. It could just change that in a moment for them. And when you walk into their presence because of Christ in you, they can just go, I think today's going to be okay. All because you brought somebody the experience of joy. And here's what's so amazing about this for those of us who profess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we understand that we can only give this kind of peaceful experience because our okayness is in Christ only. Just so that we all are really clear, we don't bring a peaceful experience because our heads are in the clouds or it's in the sand. It's just because our peaceful experience doesn't depend on how well our finances are, on whether we're experiencing health or we're suffering in our health. It doesn't come from whether we have political rest. It doesn't come from your president being elected in. No, it comes because 
of Christ and him only. That is the only reason why we can walk in that kind of peace. And let's be honest, none of us, none of us like to experience financial unrest or none of us like to experience health issues or political or social issues in our world. We don't wanna experience any of those things. But in the midst of those things, what is so powerful about the peace of Christ that he comes just four times like that. Now, here's another way that we can give a peaceful experience. We can give a peaceful experience by giving a listening ear. A listening ear. Just disclaimer, that's really hard for me. I'm a talker. It is really hard for me to listen. When I listen, I usually think about what I'm gonna say. Of course, that's so brilliant, brilliant, brilliant what I'm gonna say rather than actually listening. But here's how to give a really good listening ear. Don't say anything at all. <laughs> Don't even think about what you wanna say. Here's what we can do. Just, just open our heart and enter into somebody's story through the power of listening. When we listen this way, we are not minimizing anybody's pain with our words. We're not minimizing, minimizing anyone's life experience with our perspective. We're not doing any of those things. We're just walking into their story putting our arm around them and empathizing with their pain and with their experience. Somebody one time said this. They said, listening and loving are so closely related that you can't hardly tell the difference between the two. I believe that the Lord is gonna give a special kind of peace this holiday season, this Christmas season, because believers in Jesus are leaning in to listen to one another a little better. Here's our final point today. We're talking about what we can give for Christmas. Well, first of all, we talked about giving a joyful experience. We talked about giving a peaceful experience. Now we're gonna talk about giving a good news experience. Somebody say good news. I love saying the word good news. You can't say good news and like be unhappy. Try it, one, two, three, go. You can't do it. It's like, it's not bad news, it's good news. Try to say good news with a frown. See, you can't even do it. We're gonna take communion in a moment. And here's what's so amazing about communion. It reminds us of the good news experience that we get to participate in. At the Grace Place, we take communion here every week to make Jesus front and center of all things, to remind ourselves of the good news. If, if you came in this morning, one of our ushers gave you a communion cup. You can grab that cup right now and begin to open it because we know sometimes opening these things can be a little bit of a booger. Our scripture says this. It says that when the good news comes, joy and peace comes. And I got to tell you that the good news is amazing. What is it? The good news is simply this. It's that God sent his son Jesus from heaven to earth to redeem humanity and to free us from the curse of the fall, to free us from the curse of the law, to free us from our hangups and our habits and all the stuff that hinders us. And before we take communion today, I want you to know that Jesus has invited every person in this room into a personal relationship with him. And if maybe you don't have one or maybe you have been far from him, he wants to invite you to come back home in relationship with him, not because he has left you, but because your heart has walked away from the Christ experience. I want you to know this today, that I'm pretty sure this isn't the first time anybody has ever invited you to do this. Because since the day that you were born, Jesus 
has been on hot pursuit to reveal himself to you because he loves you so dearly. He doesn't want you to live separated from him. He doesn't want you to live in pain. He doesn't want you to suffer. He wants you to thrive in life and enjoy his peace and his love and the joy of Christmas. He wants you to experience the good news. Here's what I think is so important today. If you're somebody in this room who is maybe new to church, don't confuse a relationship with Jesus with an invite into religion. Don't confuse a relationship with Jesus with an invitation into more tradition. And although traditions are fun, you have yours, I have mine, but we don't confuse those things with a relationship with Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, Jesus asks a group of people a powerful question, and in fact, he's been asking people this question ever since then. And it says this in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus says this, he says, to all the people, and I think he's saying to our world today, are you wore out? Are you tired? Are you burned out on religion? Now I'm gonna make a couple ads here. Are you burned out on politics? Are you burned out on the stress of human equality? Are you burned out on the fight for wealth? Are you burned out on the fight for health and more remedies to help your loved one who is sick? Are you burned out on trying to find more success, on more significance. Jesus says to every single one of us, here's the good news. He knows that we get burned out on these things. Here's what he says, come to me. Come to me, the Bible says. Get away with me and I will recover your life, Jesus says. I will restore you. He will remove all the stress that has been piled on your life. Jesus says this, watch how I do it. Watch how I live life, Jesus says. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you, Jesus says. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Friends, this is the good news. I want to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes today. Jesus is inviting us, you, into a relationship with him. And today, if you don't have one, we're going to take communion in a moment, and I want to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life. Communion simply reminds us of the price Jesus paid on the cross. In fact, the price was too big for you and I to pay. The Bible says that because of sin, there must be a perfect payment for sin, and Jesus is that perfect payment for you and I. As we take communion, the, the bread in the communion represents Jesus' body that was broken on the cross. And the juice in the communion represents his blood that was spilled for you and I. And the way that we get to participate in this good news life that is full of joy in hard times and full of peace in hard times is simply by receiving this gift. The Bible tells us that by grace we have been saved. That just simply means that Jesus has given us something that we could never pay for. And it says later on in this verse that the way that we receive this gift of grace, this good news, is simply by faith, by believing in it. How easy is that? I mean, Jesus brought us this far to show us his good news, to show us what we can have in the life of Christ. And all we have to do is put our belief in that. We're not putting our certainty in that. We're not putting all of the pieces in our mind together to try to figure out all the pieces throughout history and how this thing works. No, we're just putting our belief, our faith in that. 
Are you ready to receive this good news today?